The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition. With Gary Ray, in our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Today is December 9th, 2014, and by the way, if you're still thinking about getting me a Christmas present, you only have 15 days now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host, Gary Ray. I hope everyone had a chance to listen to last week's show. We talked about Pearl Harbor and the greatest generation. It has been said that we only are only a generation away from forgetting our history. December 7th, 1941 will never be forgotten. Joining me today, we have Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, and good morning to our great team this morning. All right. You just had to come south just to keep warm a little, huh? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right. We also have Jim Kluge. He's the National Historian for the Military Order of the Purple Heart. How are you doing? Absolutely wonderful, uh, Gary, and uh, I'm also happy to be here on the team this morning. All right. Finally on Skype. (laughs) <laughs> yes, absolutely. absolutely. Right. <laughs> I have a couple of announcements before we get to our guest. I want everyone to remember these two names, Complete Parachute Solutions and Defending Freedom Warriors Weekend. Whenever you hear these names involved in upcoming events for warriors in their communities, this is something you don't want to miss. They have skydiving, golf, street parties barbecues, beers, a hell of a good time. And again, let's just call them the red, white, and blue total community event. They could totally, the total community involved with these events. You'll be hearing a lot more about them very, very soon. Bill and Jim, did you see the American Sniper trailer at all? Did you take a check that out, the movie? Yes, I did. The trailer's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's great, Gary. All right. You know, that movie's premiering Christmas Day. Every veteran I talk to can't wait to see it. This movie is going to be the best movie of the year. Be sure to see it when it does hit your local theater. Now, every, this is a very, uh, very wild statement, but everyone within my voice, every veteran and active military, listen up. And the reason I said that, because we have listeners in all 50 states and 83 countries. (laughs) I'm personally inviting all veterans and active military December 12th, that's this Friday, to the opening of the American Heroes Breakfast Club located at the 1876 Heritage Inn in Orange City, Florida, the Red Roof Cafe. 
show us your picture VA card or military ID and you'll receive a free breakfast. Remember a couple weeks ago when I mentioned that every day should be Veterans Day? Well, it happened. Veterans and active military can have a free breakfast every day thanks to our first breakfast sponsor, Complete Parachute Solutions. Hey guys, thanks for caring about our veterans. Yeah. Just go to the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com homepage and click on the button with the toast and egg picture <laughs> for, for lo location details and we'll see you there. That's a pretty daring statement. Huh. Now Bill, you have the honor of introducing our guest. And Gary, indeed it is an honor to have our very special guest this morning, Dr. Maria Lorente, since 1995, has been employed by the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. And since August 1st, 2010, uh, her place of duty has been with the District of Columbia VA Medical Center, where she serves as the Associate Chief of Staff for Mental Health. Dr. Laurenti was born in Havana, Cuba, and came to the States as an infant. She received her medical degree from the J. Hills Miller College, University of Florida, at Gainesville. Go Gators! These <laughs> <laughs> are residency at Jackson Memorial Hospital in Miami, Florida. Dr. Lorente is board certified by the American Board of Psychiatry and Nursing with an added certification in geriatric psychiatry. Um, she serves as a member of the board of directors of the American Association of Geriatric Psychiatry. Currently, she's a professor of psychiatry at the Georgetown University School of Medicine in Washington, D.C., and again, go Hoyas. She has participated in a number of research studies, including potential treatment of Alzheimer's disease, examining models of mental health services delivery for geriatric patients, uh, screening service uh, for substance uh, use disorders among older adults, and the long-term impact of combat-related post-traumatic stress among our veterans. Dr. Lorente, welcome to our show today. Welcome. welcome. Thank you very much. It's really a privilege and a pleasure to be here this morning. I appreciate the invitation. Well, thank you. Dr. Lorente, I guess we can get right down to the basics here. Uh, uh, is there more stress during the holidays than the normal days? Um, I, I think that the, the answer to that question is a resounding yes. Um, <laughs> and it comes from a variety of sources. So, you know, part of it is that at this time of year, there's typically a lot more activity. Um, people, there are more people in traffic, more people trying to get to their activities, um, you know, trying to cram a lot of things into a very short period of time. Um, sometimes people are invited to a variety of social you know, here's events. Here's the worst one, parking in the mall parking lot. There you go. <laughs> and, exactly. and getting right next to somebody that can't get out of their car, so they keep hitting yours. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Now, there's, I guess we can start off, um, what can be done about the stress levels? Uh, and, 
I know that I get them. You could probably hear my voice right now. <laughs> but um, what can be done? How can we ease it off a little bit? So actually, the first step is what you just did. And that's acknowledging breath. that every single one of us is going to experience some degree of stress during this time of year. All of the things being equal, assuming none of us had any kind of problems, this time of year is very stressful. So acknowledging that it's stressful is definitely the first step. The second step then is reaching out and coming up you know, with a plan so that when you recognize that you're feeling really, really stressed out, stop for a moment, identify what those sources of stress are, and figure out what are the kinds of things. And, and establishing a plan is really very helpful. What are the things that you can do to reduce that stress? Wow. wow. It's, it's uh, uh, you know, I know the holidays, uh, like I just said, the holidays is one of them. Um, you know, I was talking, to, here's something that just popped in my mind. I was talking to a nurse uh, from the Orlando VA. Uh, in fact, she's a relative, and uh, uh, she was telling me there's no actual facts saying that the holidays um, uh, are not only more stressful, but there's, uh, you know, a lot more uh, suicides. Is that correct? There's, there's, so that's not a fact? I, I don't know that there are necessarily more suicides that occur during you know, the holiday periods. But um, there, there is a fair amount of evidence, both in terms of clinical experience, um, you know, individual self-report, recognizing that, that you know, we, we, we sort of talk about the general stress for people who otherwise don't have too many problems or traumatic past experiences. But the holidays for individuals who have experienced a lot of losses is a a particularly difficult time. Um, Sometimes those losses are loved ones that are no longer with us. For um, combat veterans, the holiday time is, is very difficult from a variety of perspectives. Sometimes there's a certain degree of guilt that is associated with celebrating the holidays. Um, You know, if my friend died in combat and I'm the one who survived, I feel guilty that I shouldn't be celebrating. I should really be remembering the person who died. I should be um, acknowledging my grief for that person. So there, there can be guilt that's associated with being the survivor from combat. There's also the additional stress that, you know, oftentimes um, the symptoms that are associated with post-traumatic stress deal with avoidance, avoiding crowds, avoiding being around lots of other people, um, sometimes avoiding social interactions. And this is a time of year that is associated with there being lots of crowds and having invitations to social interactions. That's often a source of conflict with relatives. So people are being invited to parties or maybe their spouse wants to hold a party at their home and the, the, the individual with post-traumatic stress doesn't want to have the party, doesn't want to participate, um, maybe wants to isolate. Up here, up north, lots of folks have basements. And, you know, we've had um, many, many times the experience where the veteran with the, the combat-related post-traumatic stress sort of holes up in the basement while there's a party going on upstairs. Sometimes if you can negotiate 
those kinds of things with, you know, family members, um, it, it avoids a lot of the conflict. But, but not being able to negotiate those kinds of incidents can create a lot of stress in the home. Wow. And that's on Doctor. top of the regular stress of, you know, trying to sort of deal with um, presence and crowds and parking at the mall. Dr. Reiki, uh, uh, listening to that, and I'm just uh, trying to uh, get this in my mind, you know, these holidays and this time of the year comes about every year. And the thought has arisen to me, is is there anything that uh, we who suffer with post-traumatic stress or any condition that uh, brings about stress on us, that we can be uh, involved in during the course of the entire year, understanding that this comes about so this doesn't hit us like, you know, a brick that's falling off of a cliff, that in some way that we're prepared for it. In other words, can we do something all through the year that leads us to this time of year? So I think that the, the, the question is really a magnificent question. And, you know, trying to plan ahead, you're right, this is a predictable event. The holidays come, they come at the same time every year. It is something that, that people can definitely engage in, in planning for. Um, we, we like the model of safety planning because it helps individuals to think of the different categories um, that really address the steps that an, a person can take really to handle any stressful situation. Um, and it starts with, you know, sort of what we had talked about earlier, which are the warning signs. How do you know that you're experiencing stress? For some people, it might be the desire to not be around anybody, you know, trying to isolate even more than is typical or, or usual for them. For other people, it might be that they lose their ability to fall asleep or they have insomnia. They, they will wake up in the middle of the night and, you know, have more difficulty getting back to sleep. Some people notice that they just feel on edge or maybe they're a little more short-tempered with their family members than is typical or usual for them. So part of it is, you know, trying to understand for yourself what are some of the warning signs that you are feeling very, very stressed out. Right. And then there's a series of different coping strategies that you can undertake. The first is what can you do for yourself to help yourself? Some people find that, you know, even just kind of talking to yourself quietly and saying, oh, okay, I know what's going on. I'm really just feeling stressed right now. Let me take a deep breath, maybe go for a walk, maybe um, if you have a, a pet, pets can be very, very helpful. Um, if you have a particular friend or a family member who you feel comfortable talking to, um, that might be the time to reach out to that individual. So social contacts can be very helpful to distract the person from, you know, having a lot of these internal worries. There, there can be, you know, specific um, agencies or professionals that people may be able to contact for help. Many of the veterans that come to this facility are engaged in um, groups where they can come to the groups 
where they can come to the classes, they can come to recreational activities, um, sometimes on a drop-in basis when they're feeling more stressed out, discuss their concerns with, you know, fellow veterans in the group, and that alleviates a lot of the anxiety and the worry. The vet centers are also very helpful in this regard. Um, you know, and um, some agencies, community agencies, um, have a series of um, different types of recreational and social um, events for people who are stressed out during the time of holidays. And then, of course, we have the Veterans Crisis Line. This is available to veterans 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. That number is 1-800-273-8255. This is a national crisis hotline. The veteran can press 1, and that will take them straight to counselors that are available to deal directly with the veterans' um, issues and concerns. Sometimes just having an opportunity to talk to somebody is enough, and that helps the veteran feel better. Sometimes they need a follow-up um, visit, either with a, a professional um, at a VA, and all of that you know, can be worked out through the crisis hotline. Um, So there really are a a variety of different steps that an individual can undertake to plan ahead. If you know, for example, um, that your wife insists, and I say wife because most of the veterans that we work with are men, um, but, you know, if, if, if your spouse insists on having a party at your home and you know that you just can't deal with it, you can also talk to the spouse um, and try to negotiate uh, maybe you'll be at a friend's house the night that the spouse is having the party. Or maybe the party will last, but instead of lasting until midnight or 2 o'clock in the morning, there's an agreement that everybody will leave by 10 p.m. Um, there, there are different ways that you can negotiate some of those issues. Sometimes, too, if you know being in crowded places is more than you can handle and certainly being around a mall um, is difficult, You can negotiate with other family members. Ask them in advance, you know, are you going to be going to the mall? Could you pick up these items for me? Specify, you know, the sorts of things that you would like if you're the one, you know, who wants to give the gift. um, So that that way you can accomplish giving a gift because that's important for you, but you don't have to necessarily be the one that goes to the mall to make the purchase. So um, th- these, these are just a, a few ideas that, that um, you know, people can engage in. Sometimes it's also okay to say no. Sometimes it's just not possible to do everything that everybody wants you to do. And sometimes individuals need to become comfortable saying, look, I'd really love to engage in this activity or I'd really love to do this particular event, but it's more than I can handle right now. Um, you know, think of me next year. Maybe next year I'll, I'll feel more up to it or I'll be able to fit it into my schedule, something along those lines. Um, and then, you know, the really important thing is that um, people also recognize not to abandon healthy behaviors. If you regularly go for a walk every single day, that should definitely continue through the time of holidays. Um, you want to make sure that you get plenty of sleep and as much sleep as is normal for you. Um, you also want to make sure that you have healthy snacks, 
before you attend holiday parties so that you don't necessarily go overboard on, you know, things like sweets or, um, you know, desserts. If alcohol is an issue for you, you also want to, you know, plan accordingly. There are many social events that um, include alcohol. And if that's a problem for you, you may want to avoid attending those events. Conversely, you may go with a buddy who will, you know, that you can turn to and that can help provide support um, so that you maintain your sobriety if that, again, happens to be an issue for you. So you're absolutely right. There's a lot of different things that people can do to prepare for the holidays. All right. Now, why don't you give that number again? Absolutely. The Veterans Crisis Line number is one 800 273 This is a, a national a, crisis hotline, right. and so when the veteran calls the number, they press 1, and that will take them straight to the veterans um, portion of the crisis hotline. Um, if they stay on the line and, and individuals are non-veterans, they also have access to the crisis hotline, but they'll, they'll be um, directed to the non-veteran part. Are they referred to their local, um, uh, as far as uh, their local VA, if they do need uh, continued help? Yes, and that happens from, from two different perspectives. So on the one hand, they will be provided with information for the local VA. By the same token, there are individuals at um, the VA Medical Center um, that get the crisis hotline information. And so um, there are people from the local VA that would be reaching out to the veteran. So, for example, if the veteran happens to be someone who is already enrolled in our hospital, that um, normally that crisis hotline message will go to that individual's primary care provider, and then the primary care provider may reach out. On the other hand, if the person is already engaged with our suicide prevention team um, or with our mental health providers, then oftentimes it'll be someone from the suicide prevention team or someone from mental health that will reach out to the veteran. If the veteran is not currently connected with um, a VA, not enrolled in the VA, then we have a team here that gets all of the hotline crisis calls, and someone from, from the hospital will reach out to that veteran. And I believe, wow. you know, I can only speak for um, how our facility is, is set up, but I believe that all of the VA hospitals have similar um, systems set up in order to be able to reach out to the, 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 the veteran in need. Sometimes the veteran doesn't reach out. Sometimes it's a family member or a friend um, who is concerned about the veteran, and he or she, too, can use the same crisis hotline number, press 1, discuss their concern with the counselor um, on the line, and um, try to get assistance for the veteran that way, too. Can't beat that. All right. Now, as far as uh, there was other services too that you, that uh, was offered uh, through the VAs that I remember the first time we talked, um, there were other services offered uh, where to find out if there was local um, um, help. 
that the veteran could receive. I know we just talked about as far as the mental health goes uh, or, st or the stress or whatever that might be, but um, uh, I, there was something else that we talked about, uh, Maria. I just can't think of it right now. It was um, a service that's not offered in every VA. Um, and again, you said you were going to give us a national in the national uh, crisis. That's this is the crisis line, correct? That's correct. Exactly. Uh huh. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, we there. There's also a national call center for um, homeless veterans. That's it. And I can give you that number as well. Um, that and that is available throughout. You know the entire VA system. It's a national number, um, and that number is one eight seven seven four two four three eight three eight um uh, and so if there is a, a veteran who is um at risk of becoming homeless um or who is currently homeless and is looking for assistance they can also contact um, either the National Call Center or the Crisis Hotline. And when that happens, those calls are specifically directed to the homeless team so that then they can reach out, you know, to the veteran and try to provide them with assistance. Um, the, the, the various resources that are available for homeless veterans do vary um, greatly depending upon the location. So as, as you can imagine, when we have veterans that are living in more rural areas, um, there are fewer community agencies that are available. There are fewer emergency shelters that might be available. Um, when people are in more urban centers, oftentimes there are more resources that, that are you know, generally available um, in, 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 in urban cities. But nevertheless, the local homeless programs um, typically will know what are the resources that are available in those local communities and can, um, you know, help to work with the veteran um, to get them access to those resources. All right. There's also, um, uh, they would help them uh, get back on their feet. And, and uh, would, is there something that would kick in as far as helping them with a, find a career also? Yes. Um, so, you know, again, I, I can sort of give you some of the examples at our um, medical center. We have um, a program called the Compensated Work Therapy Program and a Supported Employment Program. Um, they work a little differently. They um, utilize vocational rehabilitation specialists. So through the Compensated Work Therapy Program, that's a time-limited program veterans um, will be assigned, you know, to a job placement in um, typically a VA hospital or somebody that the hospital has a contract with. It's a therapeutic program, so they're not an employee, but they are working as if they are an employee and they are collecting an hourly wage. Part of what they will do is, you know, during the first couple of months that they're in the program, they're working a 40-hour work week. Um, they have a vocational rehab specialist that works with them and works with their supervisor in order to be able to get the veteran back into, um, you know, the job duties and responsibilities of um, a full-time employment. During right. the next couple of months, they'll drop down, and so instead of working um, five days a week, they'll work three days a week, and then the other two days work 
with the specialist to apply for full-time gainful employment. And then during the last couple of months, they'll be two days a week working at the medical center or with one of our contracts, um, and then the, the three days a week, they're looking for gainful employment. Um, in the, and that's, that's our compensated work therapy program. The veterans that come into that program oftentimes um, have been out of the workplace for quite some time. Sometimes that's because of a physical disability. Sometimes it might be due to a substance-related issue. Um, sometimes it might be due to um, having been incarcerated for a certain period of time. Um, so there can be lots of different reasons why an individual may be out of the workforce. And the purpose for the program is to help get them back into a workforce setting so that they can apply for um, full-time employment. All right. We're going to take a, a short, short break. You can now learn more about the American Heroes Network loyalty brands that provide financial support for our veterans and military families by going to the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Also, you can stay updated right on your phone. Text the word in the message area. Text the word HERO, H-E-R-O, that's H-E-R-O, to 80464. Again, that's 80464. That way you'll, you'll stay updated on what's going on. Our loyalty brand, American Heroes Apparel, is now available online and will also be in retail stores soon. Just go to the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com homepage, click on the button that has the model wearing the, the American Heroes Network t-shirt and holding the bottle of the American Heroes Network water. I'm Gary Ray, along with Bill, Jim, and our guest Maria, Dr. Maria Lorente. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. 
Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Dr. Maria uh, Lorente. And also, um, Bill, I think you had a question that we talked about during break. Yes, I did, Gary. And, 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 and I know my, my colleague, Jim, uh, uh, shares in this also because, you know, we've had um, a, a number of uh, women veterans to appear on our program mm-hmm. uh, who, in their service, have returned to home and community with the scars of war. I mean, those that we see and those that we don't see, uh, some even uh, with sexual trauma. And what they go through as far as post-traumatic stress is concerned. And uh, Dr. Laurenti, tell us a little bit about that, what your experience has been with that, and what they can do uh, to be more participative in our, in our health programs in the VA. So thank you very much um, for asking that question. Um, Many people may not be aware, but women veterans is the fastest growing group of veterans that our our country currently has. Um, The the number of of women that have volunteered to serve in the military, particularly during the two most uh, recent wars, is, is absolutely astounding. And as a group, this, the, the women veterans um, are, are a young group of individuals. They often have families, so they're not just, you know, taking care of themselves. They're also providing um, often for small children, um, and they have very unique needs as a result. Um, we do offer a, a host of programs for women veterans. Um, again, to sort of describe some of the things that we have here at the Washington, D.C. VA, we have a specialty designated women's health clinic. Um, it is exclusively for women veterans. <clears throat> the providers who are in the clinic are specially trained um, to work with women veterans. In each of our program areas, we also offer specialty tracks um, for our women veterans. So, for example, in our military sexual trauma program, we have a track and we have group um, therapy that is just for women. We have groups that are just for men. um, And then we do have some mixed groups um, because in some cases, Veterans request um, being able to have an opportunity to to hear the perspective of um, the other gender and to understand that they're not the only that you know this that that uh, sexual trauma is not something that occurs um, exclusively to one gender or to the other. Um, we, in addition to this, will have um, specialty women's um, groups in our psychosocial rehab center. Um, these groups are not exclusively dealing with um, sexual trauma. We do have those types of groups, but then we also have um, groups to um, have our female veterans have an opportunity to discuss some of the additional unique challenges um, that they are facing. VA historically um, has been predominantly very male-oriented simply because the numbers of veterans historically um, were, were mostly men. But as the number of women veterans has increased, um, many of the, the facilities themselves and many of the services that are being offered are now trying to specifically cater to women veterans. Um, I can tell you that at our facility, we recently um, were in the process of hiring a gynecologist. 
Um, we regularly um, have some classes in the women's clinic to teach um, child care and child rearing um, types of skills. And these are new things um, for VAs. All of the restrooms in our facility, for example, were recently updated and we now um, have lactation stations so that if we've got, you know, female veterans that are, are currently breastfeeding, they have a specific area where they can do so that is designed for that purpose. Um, so increasingly, we're trying to do more and more things to be sensitive um, to the needs of our w- women veterans. They've served honorably. Um, they, too, have unfortunately um, at times died in combat theaters in the line of duty. Um, and so women veterans deserve nothing but the best. That's true. Yep. Uh, Jim? Yes, uh, doctor, um, is a uh, Vietnam uh, two-tour vet, uh, 47 years ago, uh, and I revisited the first time I was wounded, and that was on uh, Thanksgiving Day, uh, November 26, 1967. Well, just a couple days ago, we revisited that exact date and uh, time and uh, week, uh, day of the week. Uh, there's like you had alluded to, that there are ways by which, and I'm trying to negotiate those and trying to get myself into a better state of mind, knowing that between the Christmas and then we went into the Tet Offensive of, goodness gracious, we get in the 68 Tet Offensive. And and so those reoccurring times, I get tense. I still get tense 47 years later and still dealing with the issues and the medication to try to control that. Um there's a we're hearing about the numbers of suicides and that breaks our heart uh, Gary and and um, goodness uh, you know we just have looked at so much of uh, the uh, programming here uh, Bill is so involved in this trying to bring our veterans community into an awareness of how to deal with it I don't even know where the question is it just to me it almost seems overwhelming and I'm I'm so respectful of your efforts and thankful for it and uh, I don't know where you could even answer any of that. It's just, it's, I've been quiet by necessity. I've been kind of hiding here, kind of pulled my poncho liner over me, and I've been kind of sitting here wondering where I could come in. But I'm thankful for what you do and uh, anxious to hear all that you've got to say about all the issues for veterans' uh, psychiatric care. So <clears throat> you brought up a series of, I think, very important points. And... Um, things that many other combat veterans um, share with what you've just described. So the, the, the first, I think, response that I would have is that in a way sometimes people have this fantasy notion that when, you, when a person goes to war, and I, I am not a veteran, I, I, I want to make that very clear, um, but, but I have had a, the privilege of working with many combat veterans over, over my service here at the, at the VA. Um, I think that people have this notion that you send people off to war, they survive combat, and then they come home and everything is supposed to be exactly the same way that it was before they left. And that is simply unrealistic and that's simply not what happens. Sometimes I think that it's helpful to think of combat as an experience. And like most life experiences, people are changed from that experience. 
Um, there are certain skills that military service members um, are trained to develop and to use that help them survive in combat. And they bring those skills with them when they leave the military. And sometimes those skills are not helpful skills in the civilian world. So while being hypervigilant and constantly checking and constantly looking and constantly being on guard helps you survive combat, that same behavior can create conflicts in a household. And you can't just turn those things off magically overnight. And sometimes, precisely because those skills helped an individual survive life-threatening situations, they don't want to lose those skills. They hang on to them because it helped you to survive. And so helping um, combat veterans to understand that many of these types of behaviors actually helped them and that they are the normal reaction to having been in a life-threatening situation, that in and of itself oftentimes can help people not feel so alone and understand that they are not the only person that is going through this. That is, this is something that often happens to many, many, many combat veterans. The second issue is understanding that there are certainly anniversary reactions. There is no question that when you come up on the anniversary of a particularly difficult combat, when you come up on the anniversary of a loss that occurred during a particular battle, many, many Vietnam veterans that were present during the Tet Offensive will have anniversary types of reactions during the, you know, the, the, the coming um, Tet um, all of those kinds of things can also heighten the sense of tension and the sense of anxiety. Sometimes, too, um, and I, I have a bias because I work with and historically have worked with older veterans. I'm a geriatric psychiatrist. Sometimes there are things that happen as a veteran either gets a medical problem or ages and um, starts to experience the medical problems that makes them feel vulnerable. You know, somebody might have a stroke. A veteran might have a heart attack. And all of a sudden, they experience vulnerability. Their life is being threatened again. It's not necessarily being threatened by somebody trying to kill you, um, but, you know, when you have a stroke, you always it's very common to worry that maybe I'm going to die if I'm having a heart attack. Maybe I'm worried that I might die. And that feeling, that vulnerability, you know, something is happening to me and I might die, can sometimes rekindle past feelings of being threatened. And yeah. we, you know, what we often will see is that an individual um, with combat-related post-traumatic stress who then develops an acute medical problem has a resurgence of some of their PTSD symptoms. Sometimes they start having nightmares um, all over again where they didn't used to, or they lose their sleep where you know, they had been sleeping kind of okay, or they feel more tense. And helping to make that connection between, oh, I'm feeling vulnerable again, like I did when I was in combat, and, oh, it's related to this medical problem, sometimes that can work a long way towards um, helping the individual feel less anxious and less tense. Um, People who go to war are changed by the war. 
we, you know, we, we, we really need to acknowledge that. And things that happened 30 and 40 and 50 and sometimes 60 and 70 years ago for, you know, those that fought in World War II and in the Korean War, um, those are really life-changing experiences. And there are things that can trigger the same kinds of feelings and um, recollections. And I think that sometimes veterans um, are very tough on themselves. You know, you, you all went through a training that told you that you had to suck it up and that you weren't supposed to complain and that you weren't supposed to whine. And this isn't complaining or whining. This is simply acknowledging that you went through a life-changing experience and there are consequences for having been through those experiences. It's the same as if you had a piece of shrapnel in your leg that every, you know, year when the weather turned cold, that leg might hurt. Psychological um, injuries are similar. There are things that will trigger some of those symptoms. And recognizing and trying to make the connection with the trigger and then, you know, establishing and understanding what are the things that help carry you through that tension, through those anniversaries, and engaging in those types of activities. All right. Well, it's that time again. We're going to take a break. Just be sure to check out our sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. If you own a business and are interested in saving money on your merchant account, definitely call First Class Merchant Services. Their number is 407-401-0772. That's 407-401-0772. And don't forget to go to the American Heroes Network Facebook page and like us. I'm Gary Ray, along with Bill, Jim, and our guest, Dr. Lorente. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. 
That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Dr. Maria Lorente. And Jim, you had a question. Yes, uh, kind of, uh, thanks, uh, Gary. Uh, following up a little bit with regards to the statement about uh, the, we hear so much about the loss of life of our veterans uh, returning from active duty. What's our obli- Doctor, what's our obligation and privilege as support as well as veterans in our community to watch care over ourselves and of those veterans um, that have returned from active duty? So um, I, I, I think that we owe them a tremendous debt of gratitude, um, you know, especially when we think that um, they, they've, they've done things for their country, oftentimes for no other reason than because their country asked them to do it. Um, and oftentimes they have had to engage in behaviors that those of us who are not veterans would, would never want to engage in. So we really do owe a tremendous debt of gratitude to the, the very brave men and women, the very generous men and women who have served this country. Um, if an individual, you know, makes statements along the lines of, you know, I wish I was dead or life isn't worth living anymore or, or comes out and frankly says, you know, I, I, I think I'm going to kill myself... I think that we do owe them um, the, the, the debt of gratitude to take those statements very, very seriously and to try to get as immediate help for them as we possibly can. Sometimes people make those statements as a cry for help, and so then let's get them help. Sometimes people make those statements because they're genuinely thinking about taking their lives And sometimes it's really a question, you know, do you value me? Do you value my life? You know, do you care enough about me to stop me from doing this? Sometimes people have a very serious mental health condition. Um, It could be, you know, part of a schizophrenia process. It could be part of um, bipolar disorder, what, what used to be referred to as manic depressive illness. Um, it could be, you know, a major depression. It could be part of post-traumatic stress. Um, but nevertheless, you know, sometimes when an individual is experiencing acute symptoms, um, they're in a lot of psychological pain. And they may not see hope. They may not see, you know, a different way of thinking about their current life circumstances or some of their life experiences. And what we want to try to do is get help for them as soon as possible um, to give them an opportunity perhaps to reframe their life experiences, their reactions to those experiences in order, you know, to be able to live with um, some of the things that are causing them pain and actually to reduce the level of pain that they are experiencing. Um, But it's extremely important to take those kinds of statements very, very seriously if, if we're going to make a mistake, you know, it's preferable to make the mistake on being overly cautious um, than in the other direction because the other direction, unfortunately, results in, in really a, a needless loss of life. Oh, boy. I agree. Thank you for that, Doctor. That's, again, why don't you mention those numbers, um, uh, Doctor? Absolutely. So the National Call Center... For homeless veterans, that number is one 
877-424-3838. And the Veterans Crisis Hotline number is 1-800-273-8255. And for the Veterans um, line, they just press the number 1. Remember, too, that all of these numbers are pretty readily available online. Um, all you really have to do is Google Veterans Crisis Line or, you know, search, um, use any of the other search engines for Veterans Crisis Line, um, and the number will come up pretty readily. The same thing is true for the Homeless Veterans um, Line. If you do Homeless Veteran Crisis or Homeless veteran call number, um, it comes right up. And obviously, it's on, it's on the VA's website as well. All right. Good. All right. You know, this is off the beaten path, but uh, I just received, and I was kind of surprised on it, uh, and you might know a little bit about it. I'm sure you do, doctor. Uh, but it was, I got my choice card in the mail. Uh-huh. And it seems like it's, it's said in there, if I can remember everything correctly, it mentioned that every vet's going to receive that choice card. You, there are stipulations, I think, four questions you have to answer, uh, not answer or send back, but uh, it, it pertains to uh, if you're, I think, 40 miles from the nearest VA, uh, that, would ha- that would actually allow you to go to a fee-based doctor. Is that correct? Yes. So there could be an entire call um, on the, the choice program. But essentially, there, there are kind of two requirements um, to get... Uh, to be eligible for the choice program. The first is that you live, you, your, your, your home address is 40 miles from um, the nearest VA medical center. Or conversely, if you need an appointment and you are not able to get that appointment within 30 days um, of, your, of your preference date, um, you also then become eligible um, for the choice card. And what that means is that you can um, then work um, with the VA in order to identify a non-VA provider in your community to be able to um, see you for that particular visit. There are some VAs, you know, as I mentioned, that are very rural in nature. And so, um, you know, there are lots of veterans that live more than the 40 miles out. And so it's my understanding that the first, um, round of choice cards went out to people who, by zip code, live more than 40 miles from their medical center. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, the VA is there for you. They have services. Uh, <laughs> just be able to use them. It's just like uh, I have a, uh, a guy that I know that uh, not until he met me 40 years after Vietnam uh, that he joined the VA. Uh, that's pretty sad. You know, you need to get mm-hmm. sign up to the VA. You really do. I mean, they have the benefits. If it's not in your area, they'll let you know the closest area, closest you can uh, get those services, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Again, we only have a couple of minutes left. And, Dr. Laurenti, it was a pleasure having you on our show today. And we definitely would like to have you back, possibly, to talk yes. about that choice program. Okay. Well, thank you very much. It's, it's really a, a, a privilege to have been invited to be on the program. I very much appreciate the, the questions and being able to offer information um, for you and for your audience. Um, and I thank you all for your service as well. I personally am very grateful to each and every one of you because um, the, the services that you offered um, are the reason why we have such wonderful freedoms in this country. So thank you very Amen. much. Thank Amen. you. Bill? Thank you. 
Well, Dr. Laurenti, thank you very much for all the things that you do and being on our program. And I, I just have to say this to our, our listening audience. The District of Columbia uh, VA Medical Center is very fortunate to have someone like you to be able to serve our veterans who have served this country. So thanks again. All right. Jim? Doctor, Godspeed in your efforts to aid our veterans community in their, uh, in their needs. Thank you so much. All right. Now, if you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. And yes, you can hear all the archived shows right on your phone. And remember, the American Heroes Network Radio spotlights and promotes the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any device. I'm your host, Gary Ray, signing off. And thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you at the upcoming breakfast. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of many colors, and we breathe red, white,